welcome back to my format Superhuman Mind. My name is Abram and this format is brought to you by the full remote company called MakerMinds. They are doing the audio editing, creating beautiful graphics and posting everything on my social channels. So they are offering a productized service to keep track on all surrounding areas while I can focus on my main passion to record this audio. <laughs> In this episode, I will tell you about my backstory until now, so you can better understand where I come from and uh, how my life went so far and why I believe that I can offer a format called Superhuman Mind. All right. I was born in 1989 in Kosovo and with the age of four in 1993, my parents decided to move to Germany. So they also decided to left their family and to jump into uncertainty at the end of the day, leaving their home country. We were not uh, traveling like uh, in the comfortable way by airplane or at least by, by car or something. No, we really used every opportunity available, which uh, included um, kind of running through woods and crossing borders by that. When we did this um, adventure, this journey, um, I was not the only child in the family. My parents probably knew from the beginning how tough this world can be. And therefore they gave me a partner called my brother. <laughs> uh, greetings out there. Uh, who should become my best friend and my really second half. So everything we do until today, we are doing together. When we arrived in Germany, my parents started immediately to work. My mother wa was uh, cleaner uh, in different uh, private houses. And my father started as a kind of barkeeper. Finally, ending up as a, I say, garden constructor. I really hope this is the right word. Uh, j just because the uh, chance arrived now, uh, I'm not a native English speaker. I was thinking a lot if I should do this uh, podcast, this format in German or in English. And I decided to do it in English for a higher reach because a lot of my friends are not speaking uh, English, uh, German, sorry. Um, so I wanted to offer for the uh, bigger audience. All right, back to topic. I was able to start school in Germany from the beginning, even before I started in kindergarten. I, it was uh, going very good until uh, the third class in primary school, where my teacher called my mother and said that I have to repeat the third class because of my German language. It was developing good, but it was not sufficient at this point. Now you can probably imagine, probably you can't, for an immigrant uh, or for immigrant parents, of course, one of the biggest values um, was to uh, make their children have a successful life. And when my teacher said I have to the repeat 
the third class for my mother it was kind of uh, end of world and she was crying in the in the room where my teacher was um, talking to her i was like probably 10 meters away i don't know until today why i uh, stayed in this distance or should stay i don't know um, and i really didn't understand what is happening you know for repeating a third class i was thinking all right probably it was not enough what i did um, and i really couldn't imagine what will happen next probably some struggle at home <laughs> then i moved on to secondary school and there are three to four different types of uh, secondary school in germany i can't describe it in detail but i was in the second rank um, of the of the uh, secondary school um, able to have the chance to go for a level And finally, I did by meeting a um, very uh, good uh, friend. He was really good at school and I was trying to compete with him. Not really that I was thinking to compete with him, but he was uh, so good that I asked myself at some point how he can do that and what is the difference between uh, me and him. He was a big inspiration to start a level after the secondary school because now we jump to my uh, parallel life i was not living in a kind of a house or something um, when we started in germany we were asylum seekers so first we went to a asylum seeker it was a kind of hotel and uh, this hotel was then just uh, changed in some way to receive these asylum seekers and from there when i was repeating the third class we moved to another place and there we found a 12 floor asylum seeker skyscraper so to speak in this asylum seeker skyscraper you can imagine there was a, light, a, a lot of um, criminal um, things going on There was a, lift, a lot of desperate people and I was with my family in the middle of that place. So there was a high chance to become criminal and a high chance, of course, to become desperate. Because what was the reason for that? The reason for becoming desperate was that most of the times people were not getting um, contract for work or the, the possibility to work from the German uh, law or government. And then uh, by that, you have to stay at home at the end of the day. And if you are doing this one year, two year, three years, then probably you, the chance is high to become uh, desperate. So uh, for my father, it was uh, the same. At the beginning, it was not possible for him to work. And then after some months, um, the German government or the, the law uh, said that he can he can work now. And yeah, that, that is the reason for this asylum skyscraper, how, uh, how a lot of people were just desperate. All right. We move on now to A-level. In the A-level, it was a big um, issue for me to keep my grades because from the secondary school in that level, It was really a difference in the A-level. But 
at the end of the day, I finished A level with a, I say, middle, middle grades, uh, middle good grades, and was able to study. And for my friends in the SLM skyscraper, it was a really exciting situation because all the time I heard from a lot of different people that we as SLM skyscraper, uh, SLM seekers uh, living in the skyscraper, um, are not able to achieve higher goals um, with this state. And we are not able to study, to get a great job. We are just able to get the rest of what is, uh, of what opportunities are available uh, for us, for people like us. So when I started to study, it was really a game changing moment for me because uh, I really, you know, with the starting A level, it was a game changing um, situation because I was thinking like, all right, um, A level is close to st uh, studying. And if I, if I can do this, if I finish this, I will be able to study. And there is the first part of uh, self-confidence growing. So when I went or started to university, it was really an inspirational moment for me. I love to do movies. So I started at age of 14. I had a lot of uh, family members, uh, cousins, and we started this uh, funny uh, movies at home, um, ending up always in abroad. <laughs> this was the basic um, script. Yeah, some kind of situation. But at the end of the day, there was there's a big brawl going on. <laughs> and um, we professionalized that ho uh, hobby, to be honest. We put some stuff on YouTube and uh, video by video, we increased our skills and ending up with a video called Fight for Motivation, which I will put in the show notes of this uh, podcast episode. And currently we are probably at some kind of about 650,000 views, which is for a really unknown uh, channel, um, I think a pretty high reach. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to start studying a movie or some kind of director or uh, camera, some, some kind of this. So uh, it was... I think like, like three months before finishing my A level. And I was thinking about my family a lot all the time. I was thinking a lot of the history. What you have to imagine, guys, is if you are living for, and now I can say it, for 14 years. So we started 1993 in an asylum seeker place and we lived in uh, those places in th uh, these places. Uh, for probably uh, 14 years until 2007 and what you can imagine now is if you are living with your family in a, a two-room apartment and then even more family members are coming to Germany and you are ending up with 13 people in a two-room apartment then your view on the world your view on family simply change so for me, family became a central uh, basement. So it was the reason for everything. 
I did and uh, everything I tried to achieve, I wanted to be in uh, the position of giving back. That's how I started. So I switched my dream of becoming a movie maker because I was thinking of if I start as a movie maker and it's a really, we know that this is a high competitive um, area. Um, I could end up uh, not earning um, any money and by that I would not be able to support my family the way I wanted to. So I changed immediately to information systems. I was not a programmer at all. To be honest, in the 11th uh, class, <laughs> I uh, declined to do uh, information systems. And now imagine uh, one and a half or two years later, I wanted to study information and systems. So I applied after uni uh, yeah, at university. In fact, uh, I applied to um, um, different companies because what I have to say is I studied in a dual system. So I was studying three months. That was the model and working three months. So it was changing every three months. And therefore, I had to find a company who uh, would do that with, with me. So you have to imagine my um, fees, my study fees were kind of uh, 650 euro and uh, in month, per month. So um, I was only able to, to do this with a company who would pay that fees. Because what I don't wanted to do is to um, bring my parents in kind of a charge for that, making uh, the, heart he uh, the, li the life even harder. So I started with a small company after 48 applications. So I applied 48 times because I was uh, in A-level. I chose history and the German language as my uh, core um, subjects. Now we have to look back in um, 1995, I think, when I have to uh, repeat uh, the third class because of German language and in A-level German language was my uh, primary subject. All right. Applying with that for information systems were kind of weird because the companies were thinking like, what is wrong with this guy? Uh, history and German language and now we want to apply for uh, information systems probably he just lost his way so I was applying 48 times and at the 48 um, chance <laughs> I had to speak in front of the CEOs I was able to convince them that I am not the best programmer for the time being but I'm very very motivating just of the fact that uh, I was rising up in this um, SLM Seeker skyscraper with a high motivation, with a pretty um, high discipline, uh, hungry to get this chance and show what I'm made of. So I started there as a software engineer. I was studying three months, then I was going to office for three months and it was one of the best things I could do because... It was this practical part, which was so important for me 
to understand what I learned in the three months of theoretical university. And from there, I was finally able to uh, start in a full employment after university and uh, earning my money. And I was uh, so proud of uh, being able to do that because I was able to give back to my family to, to support them in a kind of way. And after I changed the company from this uh, small uh, consultant company to a, a bigger one, I was able to do um, amazing uh, projects. I was able to learn a lot, a lot more, of course, than in a smaller company because um, the team was bigger. The teamwork was, of course, uh, different. And I was able to yeah, take the journey to become a really professional software engineer. I was working in a lot of different places. And uh, in 2014, my uh, second company um, sent me to Hanover, Germany. And at uh, this project, I was meeting the first time another, uh, I think, um, external employees. They were all freelancer. And it was pretty interesting because if you are uh, working with these guys for 11 months and they are telling you about uh, lifestyle, about uh, work in a self-employed way, it can become pretty inspirational. <laughs> and at that point, I was so interested in this self-employment field and my self-confidence to do this uh, was there. It was not developed in a way that I could do it at that moment, but my idea of it, 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 it was in my head. And as we know, an idea is kind of a virus. Yeah, it is resistant. <laughs> I'm quoting Inception now. Um, and it's uh, highly um, um, infecting. So this was from 2014 until uh, 2000, at the end of 2017, this was in my head. And I was earning really good money as an employee, um, a software engineer in the company. I was uh, leading a good life. Everything was fine. But this idea in my head, it was there and it was not um, removable anymore. So in at the end of 2017, I got enough of self-confidence to give it a try. So I quit my job. And I started as a freelance software engineer. By doing this, everything changed because I was uh, surrounding myself with other self-employed people who showed me that freelancing is not really the, the big achievement because what you do is you work at the end of the day, you are giving your time uh, for money. You are earning way more money um, related to uh, as an employing job but at the end of the day you are changing your time again against money so what I learned is I was not satisfied working as a freelancer there was something I, I wanted to do more but at the same time earning a lot of money I was able to um to, to make a wish come true 
because it was so important for me to um, buy a house and move there with my whole family. So with my parents and with my brother, I wanted to stay together for the time being. And of course, then you never know uh, how life is developing. But I, will, I wanted this opportunity to start together moving in a house. So I bought this house and uh, we moved there like I planned. And uh, when I was sitting um, in the garden, uh, a thought came up to my mind, uh, making me feeling really mm, bad in some kind of way, because I should have been um, very grateful and very uh, happy, but I was not in fact, because I was thinking somehow of my home country of Kosovo and we have a lot of issues there. We have issues with uh, the employment rate or unemployment rate. We have uh, political issues. We have economical issues. And, um, I was, I was just not feeling good because I was thinking, um, why I had the chance to achieve all this and to lead in this life. And someone in Kosovo is really struggling uh, every day without perspective and uh, seeking um, a place to work. Um, and I'm on the other side, leaving, uh, leading this um, a perfect life with my, with my great family and um, able to do whatever I want to do. So my brother and I, just to, uh, uh, to mention it here, we were traveling a lot. We, we did a lot of road trips. We traveled to Spain, to France, to Portugal. We went to Poland. We went to Italy, uh, through Switzerland, to Hungary. And, uh, of course, like, like, uh, this life is currently, we posted everything on Facebook and some of the comments were something like, guys, you are living life. Uh, we are, we are so jealous. And I was not feeling good. For, for this comments, I was feeling then really bad because I asked myself how, um, why this is happening. So I was thinking a lot of my home country, Kosovo, and I ended up to think how I can probably do something for the country, how I can support the country, probably making a little impact, but starting with something. So I created an initiative called the Kosovo Circle. By the Kosovo Circle, me and my brother, we invited Albanian people of around Germany to events where we brainstorm, where we develop ideas to um, find out how we can help the country, how we can um, make an impact and make a difference. By doing this, I also thought how I can do an even bigger impact. And uh, my idea was to connect my, my, my personal issues or professional issues of being a freelancer, how I can connect it to doing something good in Kosovo. And for me, it was logical that one of the best ways to combine this is to create an own company. And I started a full remote company with all my knowledge of working remotely, of uh, software engineering, 
of uh, what is going on right now on the world related to online marketing, related to social media. And I put all this together in a company where we now are doing software engineering services, but also we have a concept called virtual co-pilots at MakerMinds where we do all this stuff. Like for example, for this podcast where we um, are doing different services like audio editing, uh, creating graphics, we are creating websites. We are also creating products. So what you can do at MakerMinds, now we are going slightly kind of a, a advert uh, you can also create a, a whole um, uh, product by creating a landing page, uh, doing the social media for that, uh, running social ads and uh, validate your idea. If it's cool for the world or if it's just cool for yourself, then you have to stop. All right, now we are ending the advertisement. Um, so I created this company and my goal was, uh, believe it or not, it was the first thing I want to do was to create modern, valuable jobs. I wanted to offer jobs where people can really learn great things uh, needed right now. So online marketing skills, software engineering skills, preparing for the future. And this was uh, working so good out that I am really, really proud to uh, have the opportunity. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do this. And if I look sometimes at my uh, team members, I'm always saying team members because I don't like the word employee. Uh, at my four uh, team members, I am just grateful to see them grow in this company. And uh, if I look back at the beginning and now there is such a learning curve, um, which I'm, which I'm proud of. So I'm combining this company in Kosovo and the Kosovo Circle, trying to um, bring together uh, people from the diaspora in Germany or probably even other countries. But currently we are focusing on uh, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, kind of the same language. And um, yes, that's um, what I'm doing right now. So we are doing a lot of different things, but I'm also doing kind of a personal brand right now. So um, the personal brand is, is kind of doing this superhuman mind podcast to publish content uh, on digital work, on doing online marketing, the meaning of the digital mindset of being aware what is possible today. So really, guys, we will do this in this podcast because this is just the backstory. But I want to show you in case you don't know, because probably you are already professionals in this field. But what I want to do is I want to show you what is possible today because it's crazy. It's simply crazy. Everything what is possible today is to scale up businesses where you can really compete with business managers of, I don't know, corporates. And this is really amazing. We are living in a time we should be grateful for every day. Um, and uh, this is what the superhuman mind, mind uh, will be about. Because uh, what we uh, try to achieve is a life based on our own rules by taking care of our health, by uh, knowing how nutrition works, by knowing how uh, fitness is affecting uh, especially a life where we or a job where we work in the office all day long. 
by knowing what mindset is. You know, guys, a lot of people are using the word mindset. And if you ask them, try that, ask the people what is mindset, they will struggle. And for me, I read it in a really, really good book from, I hope the name is right, Svenja Hovart. Uh, she is uh, writing a lot of uh, books about mindset and she really uh, brought it to the point. Mindset is the way we think and the way we act. So just to explain shortly, mindset is how we see the world, how we see ourselves and based on that self-confidence and what is possible for us, what we are think is possible, we will do things, you know, quitting an, a great job to become a freelancer and quitting even that to create an own company and take all this risk. I think this is a mindset growth. So if you asked me five years ago, if I am able to run an own company, I would say probably no. I would say probably it is just too risky. And with a mindset growth and not a fixed mindset, always telling yourself it's not possible, you are too young, you are too unexperienced, uh, the world is too complicated outside, high competitive, um, you will block yourself in this fixed mindset. But I won't, don't go too far with that because we have some more episodes and I really have no idea how long I'm recording uh, for the time being. But uh, probably we can end this episode right now. Uh, I hope I was able to give you kind of a um, context who I am, uh, where I'm from and why I see the world uh, the way I see it. But as I said, we have some more episodes to come. We will do focusing um, on nutrition, fitness, mindset and discipline. And the topic of discipline, just two to three sentences for that. Um, what I'm talking about is how you can uh, start from a life where you are always in your comfort zone and then um, become someone who is able to leave uh, this comfort zone at any time. So I just given you an example, uh, for example, doing cold showers or changing the nutrition to a ketogenic diet where you are literally decreasing all your low, your carbohydrates and are still healthy. And um, this is what we are going to talk about in the upcoming episodes. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm still excited to do even more. And I will uh, not see you, but I will feel you next time. Bye. <laughs>